This episode contains discussion of child abuse and alcohol recovery. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Summer and welcome to the Worms podcast. Worms is a magazine outside of conventional publishing that works across form and genre to bring underrepresented writers to the literary topsoil. And oh yes, we are opening up a can of tender, wholesome, healing worms with Steph Francis Shanahan. Steph is a writer, musician and filmmaker. She appears in the latest issue of Worms. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm going to light us a candle. Cute. What's the scent? Mount Fuji. Oh, That's what we're experiencing right now. I don't know where to put it though. Imagine if everything caught fire. <laughs> this is so cosy. But do you relate to this? When I was a kid, I thought I could do anything. I was yeah. a doer. I never judge my work either. The anxiety couldn't get in there. Yes. I've got a lot of blocks and gaps in my childhood memory because of child abuse and like unsafe living but I think my confidence and self-esteem has always been on like an an upward growth I had loads of health issues as a kid as well from the anxiety of that and that's what Mm. so much of the writing is about me returning to the inner child has been me trying to regrow that child or give that child something if I can give that child something now then I can go into being an adult I think I've let go of a lot of the pain and the that's what doing all this writing has done. That's why I feel so connected to it because it's really changed how I can go throughout my day or what I can carry and what, like how much like hatred or anger I carry has been released in doing this writing. I now don't feel a sense of blame really, which I did for a long time. Like I don't really feel that anymore. I feel kind of like I have my life, I'm going to grow my new life, I'm going to work on it I think because I haven't had a conventional family structure Mm. I don't really ever identify with the family as a yeah like a framework so for me a small conversation with someone that's really lovely like say that even if it's on the bus or something or like say you meet someone on a night out and you just really get on for a bit I tried to like store all of these beautiful moments in myself yeah was there a moment where you were like right this needs to change I need to heal myself so I'm like a year sober on the 27th (laughs) you are love yeah so I'm like very early into recovery one year sober yeah (sighs) feeling those feelings yeah yeah the first three months were like oh my god and I've told everyone this because I'm obsessed with this film but I saw After Sun day after I decided Mm. to get sober and I knew it was about mental health and about how family members affect you as a child and memory and something just told me go to the cinema and watch this film like this will be a good idea so I went and I felt genuinely the biggest relief I think I've felt in so many years and from literally from that moment the cinema just became my fill-in for the booze because I'd worked out how much money I'd spent on alcohol (laughs) And then I realised that I could spend some of that money on doing the cultural things that I've always loved to do. And so that's kind of become my fill-in. That's beautiful. Is theatre, cinema, concerts. And doing, like, the compost groups have been so transformative to that. So when I got into recovery, it's mm. like you said, you've got to replace that yeah. addiction for something else. That's when I truly started getting obsessed with books yeah. and reading that's when I started writing a load of my own stuff mm. or being more creative, picking up a guitar. Yeah. 
do you agree with this? I know I'm being quite dramatic, but I'm not. Or, like, it saves me. Yeah, for me, it completely kept me alive in my teenage years. Yeah. There's no... Like, I have absolutely no doubt about that. I probably feel more close and tender and loving towards films, music and books and telly. So that's where Mm. I feel that it expresses what I want it to express. Because I think right now I don't particularly feel like a visual artist. Like, that's not how I kind of identify. How would you identify as? I feel much happier as a writer. And it feels exciting and it feels like there's room to play. And I never had that with visuals, even though it looks so playful. I'd spent years being like, asking people, is this meant to be fun? Like, do you enjoy? Right. Asking people if they felt anxious about when they made things, flow state, how they got there. Do they actually enjoy what they're doing? Because I was like, I don't enjoy any of this, even though it looks like it's the most fun thing in the world. Do you enjoy writing then? Yeah, big time. Does it come easy to you? Yeah, to be honest. So basically, the way that I've been writing those is that I have watched or listened or read or attended something that has let me get to the really vulnerable part of myself. It kind of, like, pulls back the space. So I'd done loads of writing at the first Worms Compass course and then I read Sinead O'Connor's memoir. I would read a few pages have to put the book down write something because Mm. so much of it was in line with the things that either me or someone in the family had experienced and so it literally just like ripped me open and I wrote like maybe 10 to 15 of the poems that day but I was also so (sighs) invigorated because oh my god this is literally it I couldn't stop it it was fucking pouring out so is it cathartic for you writing god yeah yeah yeah. healing yeah it's is giving me a roadmap to something. I'm, I keep repeating to myself, like, hold your nerve, hold your nerve, because it is a huge change from what yeah. I thought I was going to be doing. So that is anxiety-inducing in itself. I can relate because I studied acting for mm. so long and that's all I thought I was going to be. Yeah. And then recently, I mean, it's from lockdown, you know, I got obsessed with books, got yeah. recovery, and then this just came and I'm so in love with chatting to people and so it's weird in that sense it's like whoa okay well what do I want to be when I grow up then what does that look like I think that's the beauty of life and society does not allow people to be more than one thing nowadays it's like we can be more than one thing I've really struggled with that I think for years I've been in this cycle of saying to myself okay I need to choose one thing I think it's the intention writing and discovering writing and discovering stories taking it on as my thing and like doing the readings and things like that that feels kind of like like a best friend in the form of a creative like the creative oh, that's role beautiful. for me all of this this entire everything i do is about trying to absorb the most i can out of a life <laughs> and to to like fucking live it i just i want to <laughs> just almost said like a full Robbie Williams lyric <laughs> I just wanna feel <laughs> I like felt it coming out oh, I love that though Steph. but that is I had to box <laughs> so much of my emotions away all I want to do is engaging things that are meaningful yeah. or it can be dancing to yeah, Venga Boys at 4am yeah, but that's that's just as important to me 
and I was up till six on Saturday night just on like soda water yes how are you finding dating sober are you dating no I've that's something I struggle with in general dating yeah I think I've always struggled with it I my default mindset for years was just no one will ever be interested in me why I think maybe because of the way that I grew up and it being so unstable I couldn't take love in myself because it wasn't safe to receive it because it could be taken away so quickly and I think dating myself that has been dating myself that has been this year when I then got sober and I knew that I would have some extra money from obviously not buying the drinks I said okay one every month this year and I literally wrote it down every month this year you're gonna take yourself on a date to something (laughs) like big and cultural and you spend like 30 quid on a ticket and you're not gonna judge it you're gonna book it now so in start of the year I booked like the first six months one every month because I've never had a problem do you have a problem with going by yourself because I never have I think maybe more at a gig if I'm standing around waiting it feels a bit awkward oh I've gone to so many gigs by myself but I think I just like I saw Lancome the other night at the roundhouse by yourself yeah (laughs) and like I'll get that little pang sometimes being like oh on the way I might be a bit like yeah 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 it's not enough to stop me going to do it at all yeah that that has helped me build up feeling that I could be loved if I can take myself on this and I talk to myself while I'm getting ready I'm like ooh you look cute <laughs> I'll like I'll like really play into that yeah. and try and like accept pleasure I think because I was so focused, focused on work yeah. for so long trying to build this thing but now doing the self dating self dating I love yeah, that yeah it feels like then I can begin at some point to conceptualise that it could be with another person potentially have you ever had a relationship? No. Love. I don't think I ever had the headspace. Yeah. Like, I in Absolutely. the house I was living in, there's no yeah. way. Like, it was impossible. Yeah. I also don't think it would have been healthy, the way I felt about myself. Like, I could have got myself into really bad scenarios, the way mm, I felt about myself. Totally. And so, in some ways, it felt like there's yeah. been this kind of little angel around me being like, okay, nope, <laughs> we're just yeah. going to keep away until yeah. you're ready because yeah. you could, like, destroy yourself in the process. I think I'm a bit more accepting now. I'm like, it just hasn't been my time. Yeah. I've had so much to deal with yeah. emotionally. So true, stuff. And that is just a part of life. Like, the things will come when they're meant to come because I'm going to be ready and, like, content enough in myself to accept that. Worms, little crew and compost, like, this whole thing has been such a key part in me. Yeah. Relearning what love and kinship and care and yes. connection and community Me like too. actually is when you really feel the bodily changes in yeah. yourself, it's been like without a doubt the foundation for this reboot. And then, like, even yeah, the sober thing like meeting people that are sober because it's not that I don't feel connected to people that still drink at all. Like, I've loads of mates, yeah, of course, like all of us do, and know loads of people that still do, but there is something, yeah, really beautiful about. Yeah. when you've just got that because it can be quite lonely if you don't have that it's nice to see yeah. people that I admire and respect also yeah. not drink then it makes me feel less lonely yeah and... 100% it gives you yeah. for me there's an interview with Annie Mack I'm Florence and the Machine and it's her talking about getting sober and being dyspraxic and the relationship between all of that yeah I and like that interview I would come back to and be like oh there's my I'm like well maybe I could have this new life too that's similar to me because what got me into recovery as well was seeing people that I 
I mean, it sounds superficial, but sometimes it's what gets you in recovery. Yeah. Seeing people that I look up to or yeah. Yeah, in the yeah, public yeah. eye no, talking is. about recovery. Yeah, it literally is. Yeah. It was that. I totally agree with finding those figures. And even if it's like a friend, yeah. it doesn't even necessarily need to be like a public eye person. Yeah. It could be a colleague. Like it's whatever it's seeing Someone a that template. You respect, though. Yeah, and that aligns with how you see that yeah. you could have a life too. It is completely like game changing. And I love that we still have fun. Yeah. I mean, I love karaoke Me and too. I will. Yeah. I mean, I look way crazier than people of them. <laughs> no, same. Honestly, <laughs> there's some videos from this weekend at the, like, the Christmas party. I've got this just this like tulip or something in my head and I'm just like whipping it round me to Born Slippy. It's like probably like three, half three in the morning at that point. I was like, there's no way anyone thinks all I've had to drink this evening is yeah. a ginger beer and some, and some soda water and I'm still I'm like still fucking going like and there would be times I'd be drinking where I'd be absolutely miserable anyway yeah, on a night yeah. out and I'd cut be like on the night bus home in tears yeah yeah and so it's like it didn't even if you are someone that struggles with it it doesn't equate from like alcohol is fun no alcohol is yeah. not fun mm. because if you're an addict the alcohol becomes not fun regardless alcohol isn't inherently fun in the same way that drugs aren't inherently fun or they're not alcohol isn't inherently bad if you're not it's the person in their own relationship yeah, yeah. to it when you look back at 2023 mm. was it a good year for you how would you describe this year the year that has changed my life so it's the year that I knew Aww. from the start when I'm much older, which is why like I did that worms letter, when I think about it, I know that this year is definitely gonna be the year that I look back and go like, Oh my god, that was like sink or swim year. Like it could have gone one way or the other. The like start again year. Start again year. Yeah, for sure. How you feeling about twenty twenty four? There's a lot of things I wanna achieve and do. Professionally. Yeah. Like I wanna get way back into the music i want to make like an experimental album do that i want to get the poetry book out i want to mm. get my film zine going because it can really change someone's life to get really into films yeah. and they can yeah. like they can be a real my favorite films changed my life yeah that and the thing they can be a real like they can be like a life raft for a bit until you like at points i was watching three four films a day mm. and because i needed them that tightly yeah. whereas now i can dip in a little bit more and come yeah. back out but they, you can cling to them and they can be so special. Do more writing. It's going to be an inspiring, creative year. I hope so. I just, I also want to get my energy levels up. I want to try and bring the worry down. Yes. Do you worry about money? Yeah, constantly. So what would you say to someone listening that is a working class creative, broke? For me, the biggest thing, and I guess it's even wider than class, is that if you're making something and you don't feel good when it's done and you don't feel good when you're making it don't put that work out stop for a bit like you have to stop even if it's you stop making it for a bit and you just start journaling or you start taking give yourself like three months to be like no you might need to make money like I do teaching so sometimes yeah. I don't want to go and teach I don't yeah. want to I was like doing teaching last year when I felt like I had nothing to offer people yeah. but I would be on trains across the country to go and teach for like 200 quid but so you do have to do things you don't want to do writing saved you in a way yeah it's like giving me something to be excited about I'm gonna keep doing it I'm gonna 
really throwing myself into this. I'm going to read as much as I can, listen, watch plays. And I will just be doing this for me and to see where I can get regardless of the career thing. Yeah. And if it flops, it flops. And then I come back to figuring out what that is. This is just something I have to do. When I think about being much older, if I know that there are things that I wish I'd done or wish I'd said, that is the one thing that I don't want. I don't want to be dying and think I should have tried that. And I'm shitting myself. Like, I made myself a few weeks ago to go to a voice acting Hmm. movement class. And I was on the way there. I was like, I think I'm going to pass out. Like, why am I doing this? That feeling like I'm going to be sick and want to... Really, really bodily. Like, my entire body feels like it's on fire. That is (laughs) less painful than the feeling of wishing I'd done something. Yes. This is what I'm feeling. That feeling when you haven't... Say when you go to a QA and a with yeah. a writer and you yeah, don't yeah. ask the question that you've been wanting yeah. to ask. That feeling, going on the bus home, it's thinking I should have asked, I hate it. Yeah. I would much rather yeah. just go no. through the pain yeah. of actually asking the question. Yeah. I've done it. Because that's like a 20-second fear, something like that, totally. compared to an entire journey home. And you're thinking, well, when I've gone to talks, I've been making myself ask questions at the Q&As to force myself to have to do it publicly and inside I'm literally like yeah (laughs) and I feel like my hand is like wobbling the mic but then it never even looks that way anyway asking the question yeah you gotta do it it's so worth it yeah well you can get something that completely can reframe your entire perspective like someone can say a sentence that can completely change you like the one I went to the other day was at this film screening for a film called Tish about Tish Murtha, who's one of my like idols, photographer. <laughs> and I asked a question in the Q and A about what would Tish want as some as someone like me who works in education with young people sometimes and have done a lot of photography based things and in more general creativity and how to get young, often working class kids to find it in themselves. I asked in the Q and A what would Tish want me to tell those kids that I now work with? And the whole panel, because there's a few people, they were basically saying for them not to give up, not to think mm. that their story isn't important. Because, like, Tish's story, she could have easily thought those pictures weren't important. But to me, they helped me understand my family. They helped yes. me understand why I took photos. They gave me goosebumps even just talking about her now and about those photos. So that's completely life-changing. Totally. And I'm just one person. And so it was to get those kids, and not just kids, any adults that want to tell those stories, that their story is completely valid, even if it seems so insignificant. Yeah. And then after the Q&A, I went up to her daughter. And inside, again, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. And then we just had the most beautiful conversation. And then I'd spoke to a friend a few days later who was feeling uncomfortable or anxious about creative stuff and working class thing and being a woman and then I passed on what had said yeah. to me so it's this, this, this chain of supporting people when they need it creativity is a way of being able to express and feel your way through a life that's what it is yeah. to me if I can phrase it and sum it up that's what I view and that doesn't matter what the fuck the medium is Yeah, it could be doing your hair every day it could be painting nails it yeah. could be listening to music on the tube singing to it or like Malvin the lyrics that's just as creative to me as it is to like going to the National Gallery also that feeling when you did ask the question do you Mm. get this when you're on the way home there's that little bit of me that's like oh I love myself for that I did it 
yeah i'm literally like you're wicked <laughs> yeah yeah like, I, sometimes i feel that i'm like oh good on you yeah yeah no exactly that feeling i was like sat on there i think it's like the three for one from waterloo and i was just like yes and i will literally say to myself like well done you yeah me too like a parent being like look you did it didn't you like bank that remember that it's like totally that i'm like <laughs> <laughs> me too Zip. okay on. lovey <laughs> right so let's get on to your favorite favorite yes. books okay. so the first one is grief is the thing with feathers by max porter which is max porter's debut novel and it examines grief and fatherhood first published in 2015 why did you pick this book so his newest book shy came out at some point this year and i went to the performance and q a with a friend it's just the effect his books have had on me yeah. and the way that he uses language and thinks about language and talks about the body and it just feels the same thing of like the way that I write and the, even the way that I edit like the way I'm editing the poems I'll cut them up with scissors and blue tack and I will move the pages around moving my arms a lot so it's like it's so in my body Whoa. so hmm. I'd basically I have this sketchbook which I'd made and then suddenly as we were in the queue I was like okay I'm not going to get the book signed. I want this sketchbook signed because this book, the sketchbook is the first thing that I'd felt really connected to visually. This sketchbook feels like a part of my brain and like a part of my heart. Like literally yeah. that's how I feel about this book. And so I put it down and I was like, oh, like, hi, like, could you sign this? And I flipped to a collage page oh. and it was this little character. It's like a little boy like pissing with spiky hair. Have you ever seen... I think it's like an old newspaper character or something. Right. And I just happened to flick to the page to him and be like, oh yeah, you know, it's just some collages kind of thing. And then he stopped and he was like, that's one of the inspirations for Shy, <gasps> that character. No way. And we just like looked at each other no and we're like, way. what? <laughs> and we just kind of like, bit weird. Because <laughs> like the, of all the pages I could have opened. Whoa. I know. And then just before I left, I was like, um, because he was like, thank you, thank you. And then I was just like, just fucking say it. And I was like no thank you your words helped me find my own because they totally did and he just like clutched his chest again and was like go you're gonna make me cry oh my god yeah and we and i was just like ah! and then like <laughs> me and georgia got outside we were on the south bank and we just went because ah! we were oh. so excited and like hugged each other <laughs> oh. it was like we just met like the beatles or something oh. it was so that coincidence mm. how do you explain that I completely believe in serendipity, serendipity and synchronicities without a doubt. And that's something me and Claire are like I love that. constantly talking about. The moment of me flipping to that page was that kind of serendipity. Because I would see it as like the universe saying, good on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I, think <laughs> I see them as like it being like, okay. It's like a little sort of little, pat on the yeah, back of being like, moments. come on, love, like keep going. Yeah. And they don't need to... And in the moment, they feel really euphoric, like we're talking, you're like, whoa. Yeah. But I think the act of it happening is like a just like, yeah, just like keep pushing, keep walking yeah, through, keep going. That. It's like little signs, isn't it, yeah, that you yeah. see around that go, yeah. whatever little message that's been on your mind and then you yeah. see it somewhere. Oh, my God. It's like, just Have keep going, daily. love. It's honestly <laughs> like... Like, I happens all the time with song lyrics. If I'm reading someone will, will sing or say a word and then it's exactly what I'm reading in that moment or I will think about something and then I'll be on the bus and then I will pass a bus advert that says exactly the message yeah. and at first I that used to find feeling it is freaky, so beautiful. but now I'm like okay yep let's go let's keep going push through the anxiety or like sit with yourself if you need to it just is like yep let's yes. go 
before I do a podcast, every time it's now in me, mm. I've got to see the number 11 and it means mm. the universe is going to say, do not worry, the conversation's going to go well. Yeah. And I saw it again yeah. this morning there when I was go. leaving the house, like to my clock, and it said like 9-11 or whatever yeah. it was. I was like, okay, I don't need to worry about yeah. a thing. It is. It's just, it's really comforting. Totally, totally believe in all of that stuff. I'm not someone that's like, oh, it's just a coincidence. I don't think it is. <laughs> they are little pats on the back. Like a little hand squeeze. <laughs> didn't tell you this one mm. i put the name bernardine everisto down for the mm. podcast at some point mm-hmm. i was at the south bank recently and i was sat down just reading my book and i saw bernardine everisto with her mate mm. uh, sat down on a table in front of me and that was another of those moments yeah. where you battle with that anxiety it's like should i go up yeah. should i not yeah i was like i am going yes. to i was like praying you were gonna say that i, I like, went up to her she was just so sweet Mm. she hasn't got in touch but it was one of those universe moments again that you feel so euphoric i left there thinking good on you it's the act of doing it man it's the same with anything it's the thing of being like i'm going to do that i'm going to say that it's a muscle as well because you feel that fear and actually doing it despite the fear is training a muscle yeah to not let the fear stop you from doing things 100% there's I so think that's why things. I pat myself on the back. It's like, wow, I did feel the huge anxiety yeah. and the nerves and the fear, but I did it anyway. Yeah, without a doubt. I feel like I get that about absolutely everything. I think a lot of people think <laughs> I don't get scared to do things yeah, because I yeah. do so many random things. And I'm like, no, I'm fucking shitting myself every time. I feel like I'm going to pass out, but I'm Me not too. I'm not going to stop because what am I going to do? Just sit and wait to yeah. die. But if you haven't grown up in a space where you are able to craft the identity or be the human you want to be you do have to do it at an accelerated rate in some way to get to that point like I don't want to carry I don't want to carry the pain of my childhood around for the rest of my life me too me too like I don't like none of us should because I've seen people that do it my family did that's why these things pass on me too me too and like you don't it's not I I don't want that for any of us. I don't want it for the family I'm now estranged from. I want them to drop it. I want yeah. them to like I don't want them to feel bad about the way they treated me. Doesn't save me, doesn't save them. Like go find your life. Go find the joy that I'm now able to find in other places. You find it for you too. I just feel yeah. like I've got a lot of that generational trauma of yeah. so many creative people in my family that didn't really go for yeah, it. Yeah, didn't like stopped before yeah maybe that's why i've got that fire now i'm like it's again what we were discussing like that feeling of knowing you've let yourself down in a way is awful i'm literally getting goosebumps (laughs) just thinking about it because i totally yeah it's that thing of knowing what you could have been yes and it's not even in a way of like i want to I want to be a star it's not that but it's what you could have expressed yes is potentially or you could have what you let yourself think you deserve I think is a big part of it as yeah. well that like what do I deserve to access okay second book that you picked yeah. Poor by Caleb Femi which explores the trials tribulations dreams and joys of young black boys in 21st century Peckham first published in 2020 why do you love this book so I only read it maybe a month and a half ago finally yeah and I sat and read it in one because I was just devouring it and he also is very multidisciplinary as well like he does films he does photography there's photos in poor that yeah. he, like he does so much and is like truly that sense of like a creative yes. kind of being in terms of creativity is what i was saying about it reflecting like a life it was a real turning point in even knowing that book existed that people were documenting these stories 
and that they were representing London in the way that I know London to be. Mm. I've only now not lived on a state for like two and a half, was it two and a half, three years? But before that, I'd always lived on one. And seeing his book, which is so deeply about love and about care, but also really showing the brutality to live in these spaces for whatever those reasons might be. I remember there was these guys that walked past our estate once. My mum was like a heavy smoker and was sat outside smoking. And I think these maybe like estate agents or something. They described her as they were just like, oh, look at that chav sat over no there way. or something. Yeah. No and way. she heard it and she, Damn. I can't remember if she said anything to wow. them because she's really gobby. So she would have said something. Yeah. But I think maybe she was just too hurt in that moment, potentially. But then as I got older and, and got out of them, I was like, I actually have to tell the bad as well as the good because they're real human experiences. And I don't want to portray working class life as one, just one dimensional because it's not, and it's not a monolith. Like every, I see like all of these writers that I'm now discovering that are telling working class stories. They're like a kind of library of experience that makes me feel comfortable to try and go and sit with them in some way eventually. That's kind of the way I view it. Is I just want, I want to be able to count myself amongst people that are telling the true stories of these spaces. And so I feel very grateful Mm. with both of these books I've definitely noticed both of them say their next projects are going to be things that feel very radically different to what they may have done before and I really relate to that thing of like you do the thing because of you need to get this thing out and then you see what you feel able to do next and that sense of allowing that change and flow that's why I think I really because they're two Mm. of this like little library in my like little heart that's like okay we're okay we're okay these books exist oh, like love... they're your like little touchstones how often do you read are you always reading a book in 2021 i made a list and i read 52 so i did like 52 a, books a yeah year. so i but i the last nice. few days of christmas i like sped read because i wanted <laughs> to hit 52 as a total as a kid all i did was read and what do you love about it as a kid it just felt automatic yeah just but also it's the home thing it's like the classic matilda like it was a joke Matilda's one of my favourite characters of all time yeah I was literally called (laughs) Matilda as a kid because I had the fringe I I was the bookworm (laughs) and now when I watch it I'm like oh I fucking was Matilda in that house but like say I probably maybe it's like one to two a week but then again it depends if there's loads that I've got borrowed out or something like I'm more of a library girl oh, than yeah? a book buyer yeah I love the library I am so passionate about libraries oh. like in such a big way they're such vital spaces in a community it also just feels like such a gift like I'm not yeah. paying for any of this yeah. and I can take all of this knowledge out yeah and I can ingest it and I can hold it close and then <laughs> I can take the book back and then someone else can have a go I like this thing of this constant That's circular gorgeous. stuff being shared yeah. conversations being shared how do you keep feeling inspired or when you're feeling a bit uninspired what do you do that gets you inspired go to the heath for sure <laughs> and i go to like i try to find new bits every few months that become my like go-to bits because it's so big sometimes i'll do like a little listen to a little meditation mm. when i'm there the theater has been the most joyous discovery of this year for me theater and cinema yeah, what's that. your favorite theater in london the national theater i feel uh. that strip of the south bank it's like everything I want BFI, is in that strip. That. Yeah, BFI, National Theatre, Poetry Library in South yeah. Bank Centre. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't need anything <laughs> else. So I would just like happily spend a day just like going between all of those <laughs> things. And like at Bullery's, like I saw one called, I think it's called The Confessions. 
and it was after I'd had like really really awful family news and I ended up just sat there weeping but I was like I need this so fucking much because I've been to gigs you know Mm. go to gigs by myself a lot yeah and I've weeped like a baby sometimes and you know what it feels so beautiful yeah you're like I need it I'm not gonna like (laughs) I'm not gonna why would I hold back like this is yeah this the theater performers are never gonna think that's weird like yeah. imagine how they feel knowing that what yeah. they're doing is helping so much it's like i don't care about the rest of the people around me yeah like it doesn't matter um, are you a passionate person uh, yeah i think there's no way there can't be a way that i'm not no like <laughs> there's, and that's why we're, when we're talking about like the love side of stuff and the relationships and romantic things that's like probably like the last area of life where i don't express <laughs> how much i feel as a human yeah. I am like deeply 100% rooted to the idea of feeling things in life without a doubt. That's my like reason to be a human intention. Are you a vulnerable soul? I think I was saying to a friend the other day that I think like especially with the creative stuff and the writing like all of this is an exercise in making myself feel better to experience a life that I think that I should have deserved all along and so if making myself vulnerable in all these different ways helps me not hate myself (laughs) then that is worth that vulnerability yeah honesty is what I'm striving for honesty yeah because I don't think whereas honesty is what I'm aiming for (laughs) I think all right, my love, I'm going to do you an angel card reading ah, now. So <laughs> Can we say three things each that we're grateful for right now? Yes. Uh, friendship. I'm grateful for the weather. It's mm, warmer. Trees. Feeling content. Food. I was literally going to say my prep baguette in my bag. <laughs> now when I let myself nourish myself properly <laughs> or just like regularly yeah. eat, continuously, steadily... Mm. Maybe my relationship to food yes. starting to oh heal my gosh, itself I a bit. Relate. Start shuffling them okay. and putting your energy into them. And what is the question? I think actually I'm going to ask the angels, am I going to open my heart up to a romantic oh. relationship? Oh my gosh, in 2024. Yeah, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to be brave. I think it's maybe it's coming as the next step in the healing thing is letting yeah, that be an option that's going to be one lucky person (laughs) (laughs) let's see what the angels say let's see okay so what do I do so shuffle you too come on Uh. angels oh this is interesting oh (laughs) I'm scared oh so it says keep looking out for little signs and little (laughs) guidance and don't hesitate in taking action towards those signs and guidances if you ever get nervous, just focus on helping other people. Hmm. <laughs> so I wonder what this yeah. what this person, this lover, <laughs> might be in some trouble. Oh, so don't get nervous. Just focus on helping this person out. Have you ever been in love? In like unrequited settings, yeah, yeah. for sure. I also don't really know what I'm looking for. I think maybe similar energies, similar energies. is probably the closest thing. Yes. Because when you're with another person, they see the worst sides of yourself. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it was that, that because I hadn't faced them in myself, mm. 
Whereas now I'm like, well, I de- that's why I think I'm definitely getting close to it because I'm now I'm like, well, I'm a human being. I'm going to be grumpy sometimes. Grumpy, yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to get upset. I, there are still lots of things left in me about the family stuff. And, about, mm. and like, I do have PTSD, so things do get triggered. But I now feel like I have enough grips on it myself that I can share that experience. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it doesn't feel like it swallow me up. And that's come from practicing that with friends. Potentially. Friendships really are practice to the real yeah, relationship, yeah. aren't yeah. they? Yeah, well, and that's the thing is that they are relationships. They are. Like, they really are. Yeah. Like, that. what I would look for would be to be able to have that, yes. like, best friend. That's what I would see it yeah. as, like, it's like the person that you have that with anyway. There's just an extra element to it that changes it somewhat. If I had a partner, I can say, like, love you at the end of the phone call. Why would I not say it to my best friend? Yes. Wait, okay, also, I do have a crush on someone. And so those signs do make sense. <laughs> oh, love. So we'll see what the cards, we'll see what the cards do. Let's see, let's see. 2024, and what's your New Year's resolution? Have you got any? I do really like the turning of the year. Some I find get, it inspiring. Same, some people get quite cynical mm. about it, but I really enjoy it. I think start the day with more intention and yeah. purpose. <laughs> Because I am like a scroller, eyes yes. open, rejig my morning with more intention. Mm. And if I'm staying in for the day to do work or whatever, so I don't have a studio anymore, to still go outside, get that walk, yeah. like find the rhythm of my day. I yes. Think. So many times I think when I wake up, because I do click on my phone yeah. straight away, and sometimes there's that voice in me that's like, wouldn't it be lovely if you just started the day by reading a book yeah. for a bit? Yeah, or like stretch. It's all those things that you're like, oh, it won't make that much of a difference. And it really, really does. does. Yeah. Setting up your day right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Love it, mate. <laughs> if you like this episode, subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think. If you want to support us, you can donate via our website at www.wormsmagazine.com. Alternatively, get yourself the latest Worms magazine. Thank you guys for supporting us. You keep us going and we love and appreciate every single one of you.